Okay, so today's daf is Kaf Bet in Shikalim. We are on Kaf Aleph Amud Bet at the bottom, very bottom of the Amud with the Mishnah. Besar Kodesh Kodashim Shenitma Ben Beavatum Ben Bevlad Tum A Ben Bevnim Ben Bachutz Bet Shamay Yomri Makol Yisarif Bevnim Chutz Mishenitma Beavatum A Bachutz. So, uh, so the issue is if you have meat of Kodesh Kodesh Kodashim. So there's two issues here. One is the Tum A that normally um, a obviously a korban that becomes tamei has to be burnt. We know that. But also, uh, a, an, uh, a holy of holy korbanot that leave the precincts of the Beit HaMikdash also have to be burnt. It's, uh, you know, automatically because they, have, they always have to stay inside. So, what, uh, so the question is, if, if, an, if a, the meat of one of the Kodshe Kodashim becomes Tamei, whether it's with an avatumah or a Vladatumah. Now, normally what that means is an avatumah means the primary source of the Tumah, and Vladatumah means a derivative source of the Tumah. Either way, if the Korban becomes Tamei, he says whether it became Tamei inside the Bet HaMikdash or became Tamei outside the Bet HaMikdash. So, Beit Shammai says you always burn it inside the Bet HaMikdash. They had an area there for burning of Korbanot that became Pasul, me except for a case where it became Tamei from an Avatum Abachutz. If, in other words, if there are two negatives, it already left the building, which it wasn't supposed to do, and it became Tamei from an Avatum A, very high level of Tum A, so then we burn it outside. But otherwise, if it was only with a derivative Tum A, or even if it became Tamei from a primary Tum A, but it, was, it became Tamei inside, so we burn it inside. That's according to Beit Shammai. Beit Hillel says, no. Beit Hillel Omrim Akol Yisoyf Bachutz. Opposite. Everything, the default is burn it outside. Chutz, Mishinitma Bivlad, the Tum Unless there are two mitigating factors. In other words, basically, the way to look at it is, Beit Shammai says, you always burn it inside unless there's two negative factors, which is, it already left the building and it became Tamei from Avatuma. Beit Hillel says, no, you always burn it outside, take it outside to burn it, unless there are two positive factors, that the Tum'ah occurred inside the Beit HaMikdash, so it was already inside, and it was only a Vlada Tum'ah, was only a derivative Tum'ah, then you burn it inside. That's Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says it doesn't matter where the Tum'ah occurred. All that matters is what kind of Tum'ah. So he's taking a third position. Right? In other words, Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai were saying it's a combination of the two factors. But Rabbi Eliezer is saying, no, it's one factor, which is what kind of Tum'ah did it contract? If it contracted Avatum'ah, then it doesn't matter where it became Tamei, you take it out. If it was a Vlada Tum'ah, derivative Tum'ah, then it doesn't matter where it occurred, you burn it inside. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Makom Tum'ato Sham Finally, Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, you're all wrong. All that matters is where it became Tamei. If it became Tamei inside the Beit HaMikdash, you burned it inside. If it became Tamei outside the Beit HaMikdash, you burned it outside. Now, what's the issue? So what you see here is there are these two issues. The, the fact that the, the Kodesh HaKodeshim, Korbanot, are not allowed to leave the Beit HaMikdash. That's issue number one. Number, and, and that's one pisul already. It's one invalidation already. Then you have the issue of the Tum'ah. So according to Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, it's a combination of these two factors, right? Well, did it leave? Did it not leave? That's factor number one. What kind of Tum'ah was it? That's factor number two. According to Rabbi Eliezer, we don't care about where. We only care about what kind of Tum'ah. If it was a primary Tum'ah, burn it outside because the very, it's very Tamei, so to speak. If it's a lower Tum'ah, they burn it inside. doesn't matter where the Tum'ah occurred. The location doesn't matter. Then Rabbi Akiva says the opposite. He says no. Location is the only thing that matters. If it got, became Tamei in the Beit HaMikdash, so just burn it there. And if it became Tamei outside, so burn it there. That's Rabbi Akiva. He says you don't need to look at what kind of Tumas. So basically you have all four possibilities. Right? All four possibilities. 
Now, Gemara says, Bar Kapara, Amar Avatum Advar Torah, Vladatum Amidifrahim. Bar Kapara says, You know what? I don't interpret this Mishnah literally. Because literally, it sounds like the distinction is between an Avatum, a primary source of Tumah, and a secondary source of Tumah. But where do you find that that's really relevant? That's never relevant. I mean, if it's Tameh, it's Tameh. What difference does it make if the, the, the meat contracted Tumah from a primary source of Tum'ah, or whether the meat contracted Tum'ah from, let's say, a vessel that contracted Tum'ah from a It's still Tameh. What difference does it make? He says, that's not what it means, Avatum'ah and Vlad Tum'ah. He says, I think what it means is, Avatum'ah means Deoraita. Vlad Tum'ah means Derabanan. So now he's changing the picture. In other words, he's saying, if this were all talking about Tum'ah Deoraita, it would all be on the same level. It wouldn't matter derivative, non-derivative. The only thing that matters is rabbinic or biblical. If it's biblical tum'ah, that's called avatum'ah in the Mishnah. And that's how he interprets, let's say, Rabbi Eliezer saying, if it's avatum'ah, that means if it's biblically tamay, that's one thing. If it's rabbinically tamay, it's a different thing. Okay? However, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar ben Zedvar Torah, I disagree, says Rabbi Yochanan. I take it literally. It says avatum'ah and vladatum'ah, that's what it means. A primary, a higher level of tum'ah is treated differently than a lower level of tum'ah. So this is a very fundamental machloket. In other words, you could argue very simply that it doesn't matter what the level of tum'ah is. It's an either-or type of thing. It's black and white. And that's what Bar Kapara is saying, it's black and white. If it's a biblical tum'ah, it's tamay. If it's not, if it's biblically, it's not tamay, then it's only rabbinic. That's a different category. According to Rabbi Yochanan, no, it matters. There are gradations. If it's an avatum'ah that made it tamay, so that's more serious. If it's Vlad the Tumah that made it Tameh, it's less serious. Now, V'kashet Rabbi Yochanan al Debet Shammai. So now it, it points out that this is problematic. Now, really, this problem should exist for anybody who reads the Mishnah. Because Rabbi Yochanan's, prob- Rabbi Yochanan's position is actually difficult. Bar Kapra's position doesn't fit that well with the Mishnah, but it makes more sense. Because why? where do we ever see that something is more Tameh, less Tameh, in terms of its status of having to be burnt, it makes no difference whether it was more or less tamay. Whether it got the tumah from a rishon the tumah, uh, ava tumah doesn't matter, right? So and that's what it says. Here's the difficulty on Rabbi, on Beit Shammai according to Rabbi Yochanan, because Beit Shammai, because Rabbi Yochanan is saying that all of these tumot are deoraita, and there's actually a difference between whether it contracted the tumah from ava tumah or lower level of tumah. So al the Beit Shammai, right? So the, so Beit Shammai said that the only time that you burn something outside the Beit of the Kodesh Kodeshim is if it became Tameh from an Avatum'ah and if it happened outside. So you have two negatives. Since it became Tameh from an Avatum'ah and it's outside, you burn it outside. Right? So the question is, Ma bin Avatum'ah b'chutz? Ma bin Vladatum'ah b'chutz? Right? So, so, said, so according to Rabbi Yochanan, that all the Tumot being discussed in the Mishnah are biblical Tumot. What difference does it make if it became Tameh from an Avatumah or Rishon the Tumah? The fact is it's Tameh, it has to be burnt. Min Torah. So what difference does it make? Shouldn't make any difference. Not only that, Al Debet Hilel, Lo Isn't it also problematic for Beit Hilel? Because the Beit Hilel, Right? So according to Beit Hilel, you always burn things outside unless you have two mitigating factors, two positive factors, which is that it was a derivative tum'ah, and it happened inside. But ma bin vlad the tum'ah bifnim, ma bin ava tum'ah bifnim, dvar torah. In other words, according to, according to Rabbi Yochanan's reading, that both the vlad tum'ah, the derivative tum'ah, and the primary tum'ah that are mentioned in the Mishnah, they're both biblical tum'ot, it doesn't make sense to differentiate between them. Well, the fact is, tameh is tameh when it comes to the korban. It has to be burnt. What difference does it make the level? So that's what the, it's saying, whether you ter- interpret Beit Hilel or Beit Shammai, both of them are making this distinction. The distinction doesn't make much sense. So the, it says, Lo havu barabanan, the rabbis 
didn't understand the Mishnah, Ella al de Bar Kapara. They, they could only learn it according to the way of Bar Kapara. They couldn't understand according to Rabbi Yochanan. But even Bar Kapara's idea is difficult according to Beit Shammai because the Beit in other words, even according to Bar Kapara's way of reading it, why does Beit Shammai differentiate between whether the Tumah occurred inside the Beit HaMikdash or outside? In other words, if the Ava Tumah is talking about biblical Tumah, according to Bar Kapara's reading. And Vlad the Tumah means Rabbinic Tumah. So why should it be that if the, if the Tumah occurred inside the Beit HaMikdash, okay, so we'll burn it in there. We don't have to take it out. But if it occurred outside, oh, now we should burn it outside. What's the difference? Why should it, in other words, really what the Gemara is pointing out is that the, whole mission, the, the, the opinions don't really make sense. I mean, like either way, there's a problem. Because why are you making this distinction between where it happened and whether, you know, we, Bar Kapara deals with the issue that whether it's an Avatumar or Vladatumar by saying one is biblical, one is rabbinic. Okay, so we understand. But within biblical then, there shouldn't really be a difference like where it occurred. Why should that make a difference? Right? Begin the Rabbi Akiva Marmakom Tumato Shamte Sreifato. Right? So, so it's, it so therefore what they're saying is that according to, um, that, uh, according to Rabbi Akiva's view, Right, that wherever the tumah occurs, that's where you should burn it. Okay, in other words, that and and in that from that perspective, okay, and the the way that the Taklin Chatin explains says the the Rabbi Eliezer it's like you're right according to um, according to Rabbi Eliezer, right? According to Rabbi Eliezer, wherever the tumah occurs, that's where you burn it. But according to, right, according to Rabbi Akiva, so that's where you have the problem, right? In other words, he's saying that if the Vlada Tumah, we understand why you would burn it inside, because according to, uh, according to, it's, it's only rabbinic, and so you don't have to do it, and, and, it, and it, that's where it happened, right? So according to, uh, according to uh, Rabbi Eliezer, um, that's where that's where the difficulty uh, would be. But according to Rabbi, according to Rabbi Akiva, in other words, according to Rabbi Eliezer, that says wherever that wherever that whether it's where it occurred isn't important. All that's important according to him is whether it's Avatuma or not. So you, you'd be right. But according to Rabbi Akiva, begin the Rabbi Akiva Right. So that the um, that 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 according to Rabbi Akiva, that wherever the tuma occurs, that's where you burn it. So therefore, since it occurred inside, you burn it inside. Basically, that's what they're. Saying that uh, that Beit Shammai will uh, will subscribe to that idea that where since it, even though it's a biblical tumah since it occurred inside you burn inside and it's not really a problem according to Beit in other words, now the question is on Beit Hillel, because according to you, we're taking the view of Bar Kapara, that Vlad the Tum'ah here means Rabbinic Tum'ah. Okay, so why does, why does Beit Hillel have a problem if it became Tamei from a Rabbinic Tum'ah outside? So why can't we bring it in to burn it? It's only Rabbinic Tum'ah. 
So really, it's like nothing happened. I mean, it was taken out of the Beit HaMikdash, so that's not good. But nothing else happened, because really, from the biblical perspective, the rabbinic tuba is nothing. So why, is Beit, why does Beit Hillel say that if, it, uh, if this occurred outside, if it was, it has to be burnt outside, right? if it became Tamei with a rabbinic tuba, what difference does it make, whether it's inside or it's outside? Right, according to Beit Hillel, it should be shouldn't make a difference. Even the one that was that became tamei outside should be able to bring it in if it's only rabbinic. Shouldn't be an issue. So it says, well, in other words, so because they don't say that you always go by where wherever the tumah happens. So why should they say it? So it says, ah, begin the Rabbi Shimon, Amar It shouldn't say mishtelchin, but it should say according to the graph, en mevi'in legimel machanot. Something that is tamei we never bring into the Beit Hamikdash. Even the food and drink of a mitzvah, meaning even food and drink that became tamei from a mitzvah that's only in a rabbinic status of tumah, we don't bring it in to a holy place. So once something became tamei outside, basically what Beit Hillel is saying is that. If something became Tamei outside, even if it's only rabbinic Tumah, we don't bring it into the Beit HaMikdash to burn it. That they wouldn't allow. The only, and in fact, even if something became Tamei inside, we'll take it out to burn it unless it's a rabbinic Tumah. That's the way that Bar Kapar is understanding it. That according to Bar Kapar, the way that Be- what Beit Hillel's idea is, is that if something happened inside the Beit HaMikdash, and it's only a rabbinic thing, it actually makes more sense because then you're doing another violation because you're taking the Kodshik Kodashim out, right? And you really shouldn't do that. So since it's on the rabbinic Tum'ah, so that's so why so they the burn inside. There's no problem with it. Right, because rabbinic. there's really no problem with it from the Torah perspective. So Beit Tzilel makes a lot of sense, right? Beit Shammai is saying you should always burn it inside also, right? So that, that, was, the, that was their theory, unless it became Tum'ah with an Ava Tum'ah outside, meaning if it already went outside, it became Tum'ah with an Ava Tum'ah, so it's really invalid, like in every possible way, Minatoah, so therefore you burn it outside. It makes more sense. If it was only a rabbinic Tum'ah, though, they would say, bring it in, it's okay, bring it in and burn it inside, since really it's only a rabbinic Tum'ah, so bring it in. Like you could see from Bar Kapar's perspective that it would work out that way. Okay? Now, um, and that's that's the conclusion of the Gemara. So basically, you have these the, according to the 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 flow works better than according to uh, Bar Kapara. Basically, now the next week says Evreita Tamid Nitanim Chatzik Kevshu Lemata. So when they would bring the Korban Tamid in the morning, they would take the limbs and they would place it on the Kevish on the ramp halfway down the ramp. Bamarav Bamarav on the on on the western side, meaning that was actually if you if you look at a picture of the Mizbech, so the so it came down. Um, if you're standing facing the Mizbech, so it would be on your left coming down. Right, and so its western side is closer to the Kodesh Kodashim is the idea. Their face, it's that's the side of it that they would put these evarim, and uh, uh, but on uh, but it says shel uh, musafin if there was a musaf like today. So nitanin mechatzi kevesh ulemata b'mizrach. Right, so that uh, so then if but that's really talking about Shabbat. In other words, if you had if it's on a Shabbat, so they would put it on the eastern side and they would make space for the um, for the musaf to go on the western side of the kevish. And then actually, after they would put the limbs there, they would go and pray because they didn't pray yet. They didn't say uh, kriyat Shabbat everything, so they would go say the on, on the yeah they would they, the they didn't put on the mizbeach yet, so they would do everything. They would put those limbs there. They prepared close. it to be ready. They would go say the kriyat Shabbat everything because they didn't have a chance to do it yet in the morning, oh, and so then they, they would go finish. So that's what they would do. But on Rosh 
Rosh Chodesh. Now Rosh Chodesh is, it's, it's going to say, Rosh Chodesh Shem, not Nimal Kakova Mizbeach, Mili Malan. So the Kakova is the walkway that the Kohanim would uh, encircle the Mizbeach. You know, that's where they would put it. Now the, the reason the Gemara is going to say is because that will let people know that it's Rosh Chodesh in case they didn't know. Because back then, people didn't really know it was Rosh Chodesh unless you saw some evidence that it was Rosh Chodesh. People were not sure. So that would be an announcement that it was Rosh Chodesh. But there's also the fact that the Musafin, there was a lot more, <clears throat> there were a lot more animals um, for the for Rosh Chodesh than there were for Shabbat because Shabbat is just an addition of one. The uh, the, the, the Musaf of, uh, of Rosh Chodesh is Shivak Vasim B'nei Shana. There's a lot more. They're not going to all fit maybe in that one spot. You might need more space to fit it. That's also a possibility. Hashkalim Bikurim Machatzita Shekel and Bikurim, first fruits, are not practiced unless there's a Beit HaMikdash. Aval, Abad, Masar Dagar, Musaf Ba'imah, Obchorot, Noagin, Be'vnei Abad, Ben Shlom, Be'vnei Abad. Um, however, the, um, the, the maser and the, and the, of the animals and the maser of the grain and firstborn animals, they are practiced even when there's no Beit HaMikdash. Although we did learn in, uh, in Masechet Cholin that they, you know, the rabbis eventually discontinued maser behman, maser, uh, and also uh, bechorot. They, you know, they didn't want to practice it because of the problems that come with having, you know, holy animals walking around. So they always try to find a solution to, uh, uh, around that. <clears throat> but technically speaking, you could have obviously a bechor today, and sometimes they do, you know, they do have a bechor today, but usually they try to find a way around it by selling part of it or whatever to make sure that they don't have to um, have a bechor. And they don't do maser behema will only happen if you actually count the animals one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So they don't do that because they don't want to create uh, a, a, a holy animal that then they, they, they're not going to have anything to do with it. Right, so then, uh, but Hamagdish Kalim it doesn't have it doesn't happen, right? That's because that's how it happens. Yeah. So, so how would you know which one is the tenth? You don't know I unless know. you do it. If you know, all of this is happening outside. Why? Why? It's no question. Right. All the animals, animal cells in Yerushalayim are already taking care of all of those issues before the animal makes it to the Beit Hamikdash. No. Right, but it's saying nowadays that we don't have a Beit HaMikdash. A person will say, well, I want to be very religious. I'm going to separate my tenth, every tenth animal, and I'm going to put it there. And if the Beit HaMikdash is built, I'm going to bring it. Maybe he'll say that, you know. So it says, no, they, they don't do that. Okay, now, if a person, let's say you take a coin and you say, here is my Machatzit shekel. Maybe the Beit HaMikdash will be built any day now. I believe in it. I, I'm inspired. It's going to... I'm going to make machatit shekel. Or he takes Bikurim, first fruits. I'm putting this and I'm saying this is Bikurim. I'm consecrating Bikurim and maybe the Beit HaMikdash will be built. Who knows? It's going to be built any day and we're going to bring it. It says, Harizah Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Omer Bikurim Kodesh, Enan Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon says, no, it doesn't work. There's no such Bikur- thing as Bikurim today because there's no Beit HaMikdash and therefore there's no, uh, there's no status of Bikurim capable of being created today. Now, first, the Gemara says, What is the Karkov that it says you should put the Musaf on? That's the walkway that goes between horn and horn of the altar where the Kohanim would walk. Okay? If you have Musfei Shabbat and Musfei Rosh Chodesh, which comes first? Rabbi Yirmiyasev, Musfei Shabbat and Musfei Rosh Chodesh, Musfei Rosh Chodesh, Kodmin. That uh, Rabbi Yirmi originally thought that the Musaf of Shabbat of Rosh Chodesh should precede the Musaf Shabbat. Why? Because we know that if you have the song, when they would, the Levi'im would sing the song of Rosh Chodesh, the song of Shabbat, they did Rosh Chodesh first. So I said also, oh, then the Korban should be first. What's the reason why they did it? But, so, because if they're doing the Rosh Chodesh song first, they should do the Korban first. But Tadir, right? Rabbi? Tadir. It didn't get to that yet. Uh-huh. You have to be patient, like I told you. Uh-huh. I'm Rabbi Yosa. 
Rabbi Yosef said, Shanyahi, that's different, the only reason why they brought the, they sang the song of Rosh Chodesh first was to let people know that it was Rosh Chodesh. But, in, but now we have to skip this part according to the ground, go to the next line where it says, Braham, Hacham, Musfei Shabbat, Musfei Rosh Chodesh, Musfei Shabbat Kodmin, Al Shem, Kolat Tadir, Kodemet Chavero. So it's a little bit of a different language, but the same idea, right? Anything that is more frequent is first. So of course they're going to offer the Musfei Shabbat before the Musfei Rosh Chodesh, but they're going to sing the song of, uh, of, of Rosh Chodesh first. And here is where the Gra has the previous line, where it says, Ketzad say, what does he do? Basically, they would bring the Musaf of Shabbat, but while they were bringing the Musaf Korban of Shabbat, they would be, have the Levi'im sing the song of Rosh Chodesh, so everybody knew that it was Rosh Chodesh. Everyone knows, obviously, when it's Shabbat, they don't necessarily know that it's Rosh Chodesh, and that's how they solved the problem. So Rabbi Shimon only said that if a person designates Bikurim nowadays, that it, is, it doesn't work. He didn't say anything about Shkalim, so does he think Shkalim works? You can make a Machzit Shegel? Rabbi Shimon ben Yehudah, Mishon Rabbi Shimon, Benelo, Benelo, lo kadeshu. No, he was just, he, was, he only said one of them, but he was responding to both. He was saying, neither Bikurim nor Machatzit Shekel will have any status nowadays if you separate it. Tanei, we learn. Ger b'zman kino, it kesef. Now, the, the, this is actually what the official halacha is, because when a person converts, they're supposed to bring a korban. Because it says that the Jewish people became, you know, accepted the Brit, with the Brit Milah, Tevilan, Korban. So really he's supposed to bring a Korban. Nowadays, we don't have Bet HaMikdash, so what does a convert do? I'm sorry, what Tevilah? In, in Egypt, they were not able to... At Har Sinai. Har Sinai, yeah. They had a Mikveh? It says, it says uh, that you have to become purified. It says in... Uh, they must have had something. They had water. Uh, they, whenever it talks about Rachatzet Bisarobamaim, yeah, they had some water. I don't know. But, they, but yeah, it says, that's, that's what the, the Gemara says, that just like the Jewish people accepted, and Korban, so Milad Tvila Korban, every gear, right? The Rambam has a, expresses it really nicely in the, in the Mishnah Torah. But anyway, the idea is that so now, what should a person do? He becomes convert. He can't bring Korban. So it says he should put a quarter of a dinar aside. This is going to be for the money for my bird Korban when I, you know, become a. Uh, my ola. Ola. No, they don't, but we didn't get to the end oh, yet. Okay, sorry. So, said this. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold. Patient, patient. Okay. Now, the, um, I wouldn't want to go to a movie with you. Because he would jump to the end. What's going to happen at the end? Wait, wait. You have to send them yeah. first, yeah. then you go. Yeah. I have to, I have to see it first. And, yeah. he, in the preview, he goes crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know. Yeah, so... So that's exactly the point. I'm Rabbi Shimon, Bitla Rabbi Yocham Ben Zakai. Right? He, he said, no, don't do it. Why? You want to have money lying around? That's Kodesh. Wow. Right? So, so therefore they said, no, don't do it. Right? So really, what's the Takala? Like we learned, we don't make, we don't, Sanctify, meaning consecrate animals for korban. We don't make ma- like uh, erech. We don't uh, d- say erech vow. We don't do cherem is another type of a consecration. We don't do that nowadays. Now the next two two words, um, the the grot takes out because it's not true. Velo magbin It's not true that we don't have chuman maser. That has nothing to do with the Beit Hamikdash. They do have chuman maser. Right? So it skips that. And if a person made a hekdesh or something like that. And again, oh, he should be taken out because that's the word for chuman. It's not true that they don't have chuman. They do, right? If he consecrated some shirt, 
you have to burn it. If there's an animal that he, uh, that he consecrated, then he has to hamstring the animal. Now, that doesn't literally mean... Normally, that's what te'akir means, but they don't, that's not really what it means here because you can't do that to a korban. Rather, what do you do? Normally, what they would do is they would, like, in, in war, they would, like, wound the horses of the enemy. But they, you can't do that. It's a korban. You can't really do that. Yeah. So it says, so what? So ketzad noel bifanea hadelet It means that you let the animal die. You can't do anything with the animal because now it's uh, you can't have a korban running around, right? Right, and the and the and the money is going to go to the yamamelach, okay? And uh, right, any place, yeah. So the point is that what they that really, in theory, if a person converted and they live to see the rebuilding of the Beit Hamikdash, they're obligated to bring a korban. They're going to be obligated to bring a korban, but it's just that they uh, they can't put the money aside because the money uh, creates all kinds of concerns, and um, and then the uh, and then the last part really we're going to leave for the siyum because it's uh, it goes to the next uh, it's all one question and one answer so I don't want to I don't want to run into the next so we'll leave it for tomorrow.